to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. We are back with a Friday episode. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> I am Ambrosia Matthews, and with me is my lovely co-host, Alexa Hauser. What up? What up? Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Yahoo! Fridays. Um, yo, it's May. How did that happen? And I know, right? It just like flew by. April. And you know what's you know what's funny? I'm already sad about the end of summer. Like, how is like huh? why why is this happening? I don't even feel like I've gotten into summer yet. I don't it we hasn't haven't. even begun. Yeah, we haven't. Not but up I here. love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> um well as you know, we've been doing um, these special Friday episodes. Um, every month we've been picking a topic. Um, in March, we did Money March. In April, we did Relationship April. And this is the first Friday of May, and we chose the topic of sexuality for May. Woohoo! Yeah! And, <laughs> and let's get sexy with it. <laughs> let's get sexy with it. Oh, this is going to be a good one, I can tell. Um, but before we get sexy with it, let us just thank our amazing Patreons, Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Nike, Mimi Abnetter, Melanie Larson, Marlena Brazil, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Nina Stadler, Kim Bartelt, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boshnievich, Jamie Witch, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carol, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Alex Latiri, and Adonica Haskell. Thank you all so much for supporting this podcast and helping us talk about sex. Thank you, guys. Those <laughs> names are just becoming easier and easier for you. Yep. You're doing a great job. Once I finally got the, the correct pronunciations, I feel more comfortable, I think. Um, cool. Well, so to help us – with our month of sexuality and sex, we have an amazing, amazing uh, sexuality expert here um, who I know personally and um, just thought would be amazing to introduce to this show. So um, we have Jody Newell here, who is a sex and sexuality coach. She helps people in happy relationships spice up their sex lives by unlocking their deepest desires and confronting any hangups so they can ask for what they want without conflict or pressure. She works mm -hmm. with singles and couples who crave more sensuality to help uncover the pleasure their bodies are capable of so they can have a deeper connection with themselves and with their partner while putting the voom back in their va-voom. Oh, I love that <laughs> word, va-voom. Hi, Jody. Welcome to Inner Bloom. Hi, Alexa. Hi, Ambi. So Hello. excited to talk to you guys today. We're Let's talk about sex. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, about baby. Sex, baby. Let's talk <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, you guys are gonna have to watch this YouTube. That video was a good just one. Just for that, just for that, all of our little nerd we planned dances. that. <laughs> yes, yeah, sex, man, it's a big topic. Um, it is. It is such a big topic that I actually. So that's how we met. You, you and I, Jody. I mean, you are a part of the Positive Head community, so you've known about Ambie as well, and we've all been in the same vicinity, but. Um, you know, uh, several months ago, I remember feeling like I needed to tap back into that side of myself because I could feel personally that I just have had so many blocks in that area of my life just just, just from like society and from growing up and, and just a, a bunch of things. And so um, you appeared and <laughs> you, all of your beautiful work appeared. And so we've been working together quite a bit and um, what you're doing is is really amazing, and so would love it if you could, you know, give us and the listeners just like more of your background and your story and how you got into this line of work. Sure. Um, by the way, it's been an absolute pleasure to be working with you, Alexa, for the last few months, and just amazing, amazing. Okay, a little bit about my background. Um, I grew up, as I'm sure many of you did, in a a strict religious household. Um, I actually grew up Catholic, and I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, the structure. I enjoyed the interaction and the faith um, building um, until it no longer served me. And my background also um, regarding sex is there was no background. Um, It was a background based solely in silence. The only instruction that I learned from my parents and from religion and um, whatnot was uh, abstinence. Uh, Don't have sex until you're married. Um, You'll figure it all out then. don't and and even more so don't engage with sex with yourself no masturbation um no self-pleasure that that is even that's just as bad as having sex with someone else so (laughs) i i okay so that so i had that layer and then the other layer um on a soul level i Um, incarnated into a family that had generational incest. And on a soul level, I discovered that I had agreed to be part of the silence breaking, of breaking that wall of silence in my family and helping to heal and make sure that that doesn't continue on past this generation. Um, So that's... Uh, most of my life for my first, I would say, 40 years was dealing with abusive sex and about speaking out about being or receiving abusive sex and what that looked like, how that felt. Um, part of my uh, connection with that Part of it was generational incest. Part of it was a a past life karma that needed to be healed in this life and showed up as sexual abuse. So so that's kind of 
my background. Then after I hit about my early 40s, I I felt like I had healed. I felt like I had fulfilled my agreements around breaking the silence. And so then, um, and all along the way, around when I was about 30, that's when I kind of hit a wall with holding things in. I, I would kind of let things eke out little by little about every decade. And about 30, it just, it wouldn't be held back. And so I, I ended up with insomnia, PTSD, major depression, severe anxiety, panic attacks, and my whole body was breaking down. And basically I got, I just had this impression that if I kept on the path that I was going, where I was still not fully speaking my truth, that the body was going to leave that it wasn't going to stick around. It was, it was ready to, to leave. That wasn't what it came here to do. And so I, I felt like it was a life or death, death decision. Do I stay or do I go? And I didn't feel like it was wrong either way. Either way would have been fine, whatever I chose. Um, and what I, obviously I chose to stay. Obviously I chose life and I knew it was interesting. One of the things that came from that choice is I can no longer lie. I couldn't lie to myself and I couldn't lie to others. So it was very interesting. All of a sudden, silence is built on holding back. And I just, I just, I couldn't, I could not say what was true. So, so that led me onto the journey of finding, you know, once I let go of all of this that I was holding in around my sexual trauma, once I let that out, I felt like, okay, I don't even know what my body likes. I don't even know what pleasure feels like. I don't even know. It. I mean, I was, I was sexually active, but I had no connection to my body. That's what I, I was lacking. I had no connection to my body and to what pleasure it truly enjoyed. So I just embarked on and decided that anything that sounded interesting to me is what I wanted to try. I didn't care what it was. I didn't care what it cost. I didn't care where in the world I had to go. It was important for me to follow my bliss, follow my passion, follow what interested me. So along that way, that was part of my healing journey of reconnecting with my body and my sexuality and, and what sex meant to me. And a few, again, in my early 40s, so I guess it would have been about four years ago, I felt like I had, I had healed. And I was, I realized one of the, the training or things that I uncovered was something called the five erotic blueprints. And that is a system created by a sexologist by the name of Jaya. And she's been working with couples for two decades. And she discovered that people gave and received pleasure, physical pleasure, in five different ways, five different types. And if you've ever worked with the five love languages, mm -hmm. you can kind of mirror those systems because they're very similar in the fact that 
you may have a partner or you may attract a partner who has a different love language than you. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your erotic type. You may attract a partner that is a different erotic type than you. The great thing is it's okay. There's no such thing as incompatibility. We think there is because, gosh, I, I keep... I keep asking for sex and I keep getting no or, or turned down or, or I keep saying, no, I don't want it. And, and, and we seem to not be on the same page, but just like with the love, you know, the five love languages, once you can learn your love language and the other person's love language, you can learn how to speak to them and, and vice versa. Same thing with the erotic types. Once you learn the language you, and you learn how to feed yourself you can learn to feed your partner and everything that used to be rough edges not on the same page you can suddenly become on the same page and get your needs met find out what those needs are find out what you like and then know that as you change and grow your desires your turn on changes and grows and that's okay that's normal and this allows you to shift, change, and grow with sex as you move forward in your life so that you never feel that whether your body changes or your hormones change or you go through surgery or illness or um, a change of, of uh, location around the world. It doesn't matter what happens in your relationship. You can always connect and have a language with which to speak to your partner that turns them on and know what turns you on. Mm. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And there's like so many <laughs> places we could go with this, but I feel like for, for me, at least like the, the, the direction I feel like going is, you know, why is it so important for people to, connect with their sexuality and for that to be a part of their life because I feel like it's very easy in the society that we live in to kind of go into a space where sexuality is actually minimized because it's so maximized if that makes sense like it's so thrown in our face that like then people tend to kind of just like you know it becomes something that it's either shamed or it's kind of like oh well I'm I'm getting older, like, I don't really need that to be a part of my life. Like, so what, like, why is sexuality so important for, for people in general? Like, what does that do for us when we're connected with our sexuality? Oh, I love that question. Okay. So sexuality, sexuality, sex, sex, is the basis of all creation. Creativity, all creation energy, sexual energy creates. That, I mean, human beings create, all species, you know, create through mm -hmm. sex and through connection, right? Sexual energy, especially the, the human species. So that's why it's important. If you have stagnant energy in your sexual life, if you have blocks, if that, and all of this is perceived, right? We really don't have any of this. We created these mm. in order to connect with 
what amazing superpower, superhuman beings that we are. And our sexual energy is so fucking huge around that. Is it okay if I say fuck? That that it so how amazing is it that we can forget who we are, Mm -hmm. forget where our power is, forget that that um, having an open sexual energy vibration connects us to source energy, creation energy, orgasm equals a source energy equals alignment. Orgasm is alignment energy. Orgasm is source energy. It's the highest form of energy. So what did, what do all religions do? Don't do it. Don't practice it. Don't get in alignment. Mm -hmm. Don't be, don't connect to source on your own. Yeah. You need us to do that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, um, so I think, I think I answered your question. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a question for you. So when you were speaking about your, your history, your bio, your bio a little bit, um, it sounded like you were talking about the body as if it was its own entity. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So our bodies, I feel are a communication instrument. I feel like they are, the body represents how our soul speaks to us. So when we feel happy or we're in alignment, we feel, we feel uplifted. We feel good. We feel, um, like everything's flowing our way, ease, grace, flow, love, peace, balance. Um, and yet we can't stay in that. Our, our experience is all about being in the wave. So the body helps us know when we're not in the upper vibrations as we tune to the lower vibrations where we don't feel good. Illness may take it, you know, set in, um, aches and pains, different um, things. And yet I feel like that's just our soul's communication to us. Like you're off track, you're, you're getting off the path or you're, you're, you stopped, you need Mm -hmm. to keep moving, but, but, you know, depending on where the discomfort is. So how many times do we focus on the discomfort, healing the discomfort? Mm -hmm. And yet we don't do practices or activities that focus on pure pleasure, pure turn on in the body. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so the other th- the other question that I have really fast is, and this goes back because it feels like you're on the same page. So I just want to ask, um, do you think the discontent that some people have with the way their physical body looks is like their soul's way of telling them something about like what they're experiencing? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think that can go back to sexuality too. Like we're comparing ourselves to other people that society deem sexy, right? Or more appropriate or however you want to word it. And we're constantly living up or trying to meet the standard. So I, I feel like there's two layers there. The first layer is um, comparison. 
is is this perception of of poor body image, um, unhappy with the body, unhappy with how it looks, comparison, um, feeling less than someone mm -hmm. else or their body type. So, so body image, I feel like is up here and below that is discontent, feeling less than competition, not enough, mm -hmm. unhappy. So all of those are amazing emotions that, that are in this, you know, dip down phase of experience. And we need, we need all of those. Those are, I mean, that's how we, we feel contrast, right? From right. the good to the bad. Because we live in this, you know, polarized, dualistic, um, 3D living um, here on earth. So for some people, unhappiness, feeling less than, not enough, discontent, comparison, and on, that manifests in a poor body image. Mm. For other people, it may manifest in, um, in their work, in their um, relationships, in their uh, self-belief, personal connection, um, lack of faith. You know, it may show up in lots of different ways. Um, so there's no right or wrong to how it manifests. I feel like that's just another great way for each person to, and again, I feel like the soul, like we, on a soul level, we decided how we were going to manifest that in our lives. And then we were going to, so that we could stay on our path, find the right path, by tuning into our pleasure, our turn on, and healing that in whatever way, you know, whatever that path is. There's 7 billion plus ways to do anything. Each of us has our own unique ways. Some things might be similar. Some things might be different. Um, and so I, I just feel like that's just um, those people who have... Um, and I feel like I feel like most of us probably have that to a varying degree, and some it's it's a much stronger issue. And I feel like how amazing is that 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 can be such a focal point for you to heal and then tune into your body, tune into the things you, what kind of uh, what it wants to be fed, what it how it wants to be exercised, how it wants to rest how it wants to enjoy itself, pleasure, turn on, and the like. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I, that really resonated with me a lot. <laughs> so thanks for asking that, Ambie, because I, yeah, I've been, I, that definitely relates to sexuality, the body for sure. And like, I've been, that's actually something that's been coming up for me recently it, related to my sexuality, you know, like really that, that love that I have for myself, like, because how can you be comfortable enough to engage with someone else? If you really aren't comfortable with yourself, even like if how can you open up and like, because sex is really like, so about vulnerability, it's like the most vulnerable thing you mm -hmm. can do. And it's like, I think in our society too, we've been taught like, oh, it's not vulnerable. Actually, it's not really vulnerable. It's just like, 
you know, th- this is how we're shown it. We're shown it. It's, it's just like normal. Hard, fast, quick. No, it's yeah. like it's just like hard, fast, quick, like like I don't even have to know this person. Like and oh, and, and by all means, like you don't have to that I'm not talking about that, but it's kind of just like, oh, it's so impersonal, like just whatever type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, actually, it it is even if it even if you aren't in a relationship with the person or whatever, like it is pretty personal because like you're it's the most intimate part of yourself that you're sharing with someone, even if it's just someone that you just met, that's fine. But you know what I mean? So um so that has been like something that's been coming into my awareness quite a bit recently, like just that like really like starting to be comfortable with the body and, and the self. And um, but I, I want to talk a little bit more about like what do you think – I mean that might be one of them. But what do you think, Jody, are like the people's biggest obstacles to connecting with their sexuality? What are what – are, Things that, yeah, that. What are the biggest obstacles? <laughs> First and foremost, I feel like we ourselves get in our way more than anything else. And again, it's through our perceptions. And throughout our life, our perceptions change by the information that comes in and how we, um, kind of correlate that to what we already know and then make a decision on what our new perception is. So uh, I want to bring it back to, uh, I think both of you talked about this, how society has this perception and, you know, it's uh, like Alexa said, you know, it's hard, go fast and, you know, just get it done. And, and, you know, that's what it's all about. So, um, what we are taught, okay, first I want to make a disclaimer. Nobody is broken. Nobody is doing it wrong because nobody was ever taught any of this. Mm-hmm. The only things we were taught is, and this is actually what the medical model and what the therapeutic model teaches. They essentially teach around two of the blueprints. Um, The two blueprints that they typically teach and talk to people around is, and what's seen in advertising and what's seen in movies and books is the sexual blueprint. And the sexual blueprint is an amazing blueprint. If that's your blueprint, Mm -hmm. if that's your erotic type, if it's not, that can be a total turnoff. That can be like, that's not me. That's not what I like. That, that, that really doesn't turn me on. So the sexual blueprint, they're turned on by um, sexual <clears throat> visuals, nudity, orgasms, genitals, uh, penetration, uh, oral sex. They, they can go, their turn on can go from zero to 60 like that. And they're pretty much, it's pretty much what's seen in advertising. I mean, naked bodies everywhere, um, people, um, you know, hooking up, uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. If that's your blueprint, if that's your erotic type, but if it's not, then what you're doing is wearing a sexual mask 
You're wearing a mask to pretend that you're something that you're not to fit in to the cultural norm. And the sexual type is the cultural norm. Now, the other blueprint that is discussed in therapeutic models and in the medical model is the sensual type. And the sensual is about the romance. They, they're turned on by all their senses. They like the mood. They like um, creating ambience. They like setting the stage and, and having everything comfortable and, and romantic. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. That is an amazing type if that's your turn on. So oftentimes what we hear and what comes across in the media is if you're a man, you're a sexual. Mm -hmm. If you see a naked woman, that should just turn you on, make you hard. You're ready to go. <laughs> if you're a woman, then you should be a sensual. Just guys just romance her. And she's ready to just go to town. She is like hot, wet, ready to go. Mm -hmm. Again, that's absolutely true if that is your type. But that leaves out three entire types that are a huge part of the population. What are those types? Yeah, I'm excited. I didn't know there were all the <laughs> types. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the other types are energetic. And energetics, which I feel like um, a lot of people have that, um, but they're they're very sensitive, um, and they're they actually can orgasm without even being touched. Um, they are usually more intuitive lovers who value sex as something more than just the physical. They are turned on by light, hovering touch. Th think of like a drone, you know, a drone never lands. It always, it's hovering Hovers. above and around. So they, they are turned on by space, distance, tease, anticipation. And it's just, a lot of people are the energetic type and they're totally turned off or not connected to sensual sexual blueprint. The other ones, they, they aren't either. Right. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's about understanding what works for you and then understanding what works for your partner. And then you can have the conversation. Then you can have sex that feeds both of you. Okay, the two other blueprints or types are kinky, and there's two types of kinky. There's psychological. So that's those are people who really use their mind and, and are turned on by fantasy, play, um, polarity play, um, uh, energy exchange, um, Masculine, feminine, feminine, dominant, submissive. Um, they enjoy that, the sort of psychological end to it. Then there's um, sensation-based kink. And that those are people who enjoy the impact on the body. They like spankings. They like maybe being tied up, restrained, um, blindfolded, um, where, so the sensuals are turned on by all their senses being aroused. The kink, sensation-based, 
when you almost deprive them of their senses, they can sink into their body and feel their pleasure. You can take away the distractions and they can really get into their body. So, so that's kink. Um, and it kink, some people think about BDSM, but that's, that's a culture in, in and of itself that relates to both. Um, but it's not the entirety. Kink really has to do with what is taboo and, and, and playing around the edges of what's normal. And, and people have a lot of shame. The kink type has the most shame or typically feels the most shame of all the blueprints because it tends to fall out side of the cultural norm. And so they feel like, oh, I, I can't tell, you know, this deep, dark fantasy that I've always had because oh, I'll be judged. You know, I don't hear anybody else talking about it. What will my partner think? And so what they need is a lot of non-judgment. They need a lot of compassion and support around their turn-ons. Then the final, uh, the fifth type is shapeshifter. And shapeshifters, they are fluent in all of the types. And they, they actually, they often feel like they're too much. They could go on and on. I mean, they could have sex for hours and then still never want to stop. And they feel like, and so if they have, one of the things that that is in conflict for the shapeshifter is they tend to shape, they shift to whatever their partner is. So they they are they're amazing lovers. They're probably one of the most sophisticated lovers of all the types because they can they can speak it all, they can do it all. But they tend to feel very undernourished in their blueprint because their partner typically only speaks one. Now, if they meet another shapeshifter, game on. It's it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, but and 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 shapeshifters tend to actually be the ones who tend to um, have affairs more often because they just feel so under and they don't know how to ask for what they want. Mm -hmm. Again, they feel like they're it's too much. They feel like they want it all, and they don't think they can have it. Is a shapeshifter kind of uh, analogous to a people pleaser? Yes, yes, they totally mm. can. They totally can um, because they tend to, um, again, meet, but then they feel so unsatisfied. And yet they, they don't, again, because what we're taught in, in society is normal sexual activity. They, they, can, they need all of it and they don't even know how to speak it, ask for it, any of that. Okay. And oftentimes shapeshifters, what they want on a, on a certain day changes day to day or week to week or, or whatever. And that can throw their partner off. That can throw them off because all of a sudden what worked the last time no longer works this time. And they don't know why. Again, they feel like it's, it's this elusive thing when it's not, it's just about them tuning in and honoring in this moment, what pleases me right now? It doesn't have to be anything to do with what I just did the last mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting because, yeah, I just saw that as like suddenly I saw it's like, oh, that's a, that is a person. That's, you know, 
something that a lot of people struggle with is the people pleasing and like the shifting to whatever the partner wants or whatever everyone else mm-hmm. wants and then feeling undernourished themselves, like just in life, right? Like I don't have what I want and then feeling too much for wanting all the, all the different things. Yeah, totally. Well, wow, it's really interesting. And, and so what you're essentially saying here is, and you've kind of said it already, but what you're saying is like, so, or what I'm, I'm deducing from this and, you know, is like that when we don't know what we are, if we're not paying attention or tuning into what we are and we don't know what our partner is, then we could essentially just not be speaking the same, not be understanding each other's love language, for example, or just each other's language, and then thinking there's a big problem, but maybe there's not really a big problem per se. Maybe it's more so like we just aren't honoring what each other are. And like because we're because we're so stuck in this idea that sex is this. Man does this. Woman does this. And if you don't do this – then there's an issue when really sex can look so many different ways. Like there's so – everyone can play a different role. Like it doesn't have to be this way that the media has like shown to us. So then there's all the shame about it if you're not doing it that way, you know? Like I – or that's what I've picked up from myself and other people. Like if you don't do it like that, then something's wrong and then that leads to all the shame. Or if you're not falling into those roles, then something's wrong and then it leads to the shame that you're not living up to that role. Um and when in reality, like you're illustrating with these types, like everyone can have a, a different role and a different, you know, archetype in in the mm-hmm. in the partnership. Exactly. Yeah. Very well said. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take for instance the sexual oh, and the energetic. Funny. So the energetic. They can orgasm without without penetration. So they can feel fully satisfied without what we think is the cultural norm. Hmm. If they have a partner who's a sexual, that will totally baffle them and feel like they will go into sexual shadow and feel like they've done something wrong if their, if, if their partner doesn't orgasm in the way they perceive it should be and it should happen. And if, if intercourse or, or if, uh, if genitals are so important to the sexual that they may just not know what to do. And, 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 and if their partner who's an energetic, again, a blue, a type a blueprint type that nobody really talks about, if nobody knows how to communicate, how satisfied that person feels to the sexual and again, if nobody knows that, oh, I just need to feed you in your type and feed you in your type, everybody's good. We don't we we can get all of our meets, needs met in the way that our bodies want it in that moment. Mm-hmm. And just honoring that. Yeah. It's kind of almost like I'm thinking of it now is it's kind of like the zodiac signs, right? Like mm-hmm. each one of us, you know, that those are archetypes, right? Those are types of being, like ways of being. And it's kind of like I feel like if you just think of it that way, it makes it easy to digest. It's like, okay, if you're an Aries, then you know that you just like to get things done, right? And if you're you know, if you're a Taurus, like you're passionate, but you're like stubborn, but you're like strong, you know, strong headed and strong willed and 
you know, and if you're a cancer, you you take everything very sensitively and, you know, you know, so it's like, it's like, it's the same thing. It's just relating it to your sexuality or it's extending it to your sexuality maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like, um, oh, there's, <laughs> there's so many things I could say and I feel like it's going to sp- spiral out into a whole nother topic and maybe we should save this, these for the future episodes. But um, I, there's one, there's one other thing like I want to bring up is that, and something I'm noticing is that every time you say turn on or orgasm in this conversation, a part of me like jumps. I'm like, oh god, like oh no, and I don't know what it is. I, I think it's well, and so I was thinking about I'm like why, why like those two words, especially turn on, and there's this dialogue going in my head every time you say turn on, and I'm like, it's like well why, like why should you be turned on or like it's almost like this voice that's like you don't deserve to be turned on or like turn mm-hmm. on it's it's kind of like don't do that like don't mm-hmm. do that and we already talked about in society really like where that comes from but you know i just think it's interesting because immediately in my mind i related it back to uh abundance and receiving because being turned what is being turned on like you're essentially allowing yourself to receive like right like the energy of the universe and you're you're in pleasure and mm-hmm. what is abundance like you're receiving you're you're happy you're you feel nourished right and so it's interesting how i'm noticing like my resistance to even that word or that like term and then immediately being like oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> you know, I have resistance about like just talking about sexuality. Yeah. I've noticed like when we started talking, I had a death grip on my chair. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? Like, it's not a roller coaster. Calm yourself. So then I was like, put your hands up here. Put your hands up here. It's okay. I don't know what Jody's to do with my not hands. Gonna, right? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> Jody's not going to like come across the screen. Like, everything's fine. <laughs> But it is such like a a taboo subject that it makes people uncomfortable. It's like, oh, my God, she said genital again. (laughs) So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like everything's fine. Just take a deep breath. But then I don't know if anybody else that's listening to this. I was going through like past lovers in my head and I was like, yeah, that's that person. Yeah, that's definitely that person. Like, it's, so it's, it's funny. Like once you get more comfortable with it, I think that'll be how this month progresses too, which is nice because I think it's something that we need to be more comfortable with for sure. So, um, would you guys like to hear the word that, that made me go, ugh. Ugh, why do we, uh, I hate the, uh, the sound of that word. Do you know what word yes, it was for me? Yes, please say it because FCC be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's just the word masturbation. That yeah. was just when I, when I, I, um, I remember noticing how much I cringed at that word and I hated it. There was such a resistance to hearing that word, to speaking that word. So this is what I did. I made myself say it every time that I wanted to talk about self-pleasure until I became comfortable, until it just was like, that's just what it is. It's masturbation, masturbation, masturbation. <laughs> and, it, and it feels almost odd to say self-pleasure instead because I'm so used to, even in my mind thinking about it, it I mean, even in conversations with my lovers in the past and when I'll say, oh yeah, I masturbated last night. And again, I did that as an effort to take 
take the 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 energy out of it mm-hmm. that didn't belong and right. just neutralize it for my purposes. Yeah. Totally. Oh, totally. Totally. Like that's what it's it's crazy. Like it's I was feeling the same way, Ambie. Like I've been I've been working with you, Jody, for months. But still, it's but what I think it is, like what triggers me even more, it's the talking about it in a somewhat sort of public setting or knowing, yes. understanding that yep. people are gonna be hearing this. And and I mean that's why we're doing it, but it's that awareness, like, oh, and you're almost again, you're you're putting yourself in the position of like, what's everyone else thinking? Like, what's everyone yep. else feeling? Oh my God, everybody else is gonna feel uh, and I know, I know there are some of you listening right now that are like, I don't know if I can do this right now. Probably like you guys are probably, if you, some of you were triggered by the money episode. So God help us with sexuality. But, <laughs> um, but, but I have faith that even if you have to pause it, you will come back to it when you're ready and we'll be here with open arms. But and um, open legs. No, I'm kidding. I'm open just legs. Oh my god! Here, there you go. She's getting comfortable real quick, real quick. Um. Love it. Hey, humor. Yeah. Humor is everything. When we can laugh about it, that laughter—that's shifting that energy, right? Yes, so let's totally. laugh. Let's have some fun because yeah. even I—I I even find I have to remind myself stop being so fucking serious about <laughs> everything or about this or about whatever it is. Let loose, have some fun, 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 fun. You you always do that too. You have a podcast yourself, right? Which is called Honest Fucking Fun. You know what? I actually had to change it because I couldn't get any. I couldn't get Apple to pick it up. Oh. Um, so I changed it to Honest Effing Fun. Yes. Still. So same sentiment. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yes. And 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 Jody like this is what I love about Jody is that like the, you're do you do exactly what you just said that you're we're doing here. I've, I, so I'll always see you post something whether it's for like your podcast that you're doing or in your private Facebook group or on your Facebook wall. The other day I saw you post something about an electric toothbrush. And literally as soon as I saw that my mind went to like all the places of being, a, you know, just like jokes from like high school or I, I don't even know when they're from, but you know what I mean? Like electric toothbrush, vibrator, like that's exactly where my right. mind went and I'm sure that's what it had to do with. And and it was almost like, oh my God, like everybody, I was doing what I'm doing now. Like, oh my God, everyone's going to see that. And I'm like, oh my God, everyone's going to see that. Like, hell yeah. And she's like, Jody's just like bringing like the fun to it and like, yeah, yeah, just what you're saying. Like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's freaking do this. And I think it's, I think like you said, Ambie, this is going to be a really interesting month and topic and we're going to really see how this like unfolds because there's a lot to unpack here and there's a lot of energy yeah. to shift here. Like, and, and, and it's just, I'm like really excited. I'm really excited to keep talking about this and keep bringing you on. And I'm happy that we have five Fridays this month, not four, because we need those five Fridays, people. Um, we do. <laughs> so I'm can I share? To get sex oh yeah. Let's do can it. I can I share one thing? This yeah. popped up, and I I agree. I feel like this should be something we can bring to the next one. So why is sex and sexuality important? This will be my kind of like tie through. When, as Ambie said, as I was going through the different types, she was going, oh, that boyfriend was that, that, you know, that lover was that, right? right? Okay. 
this is going to blow your fucking mind. Once you really understand your type, you start seeing how you interact with every person in your life according to your type. Yeah. Yeah. Sexuals, you know, act in this way. Energetics in this way. Kinkies in this way. The way you dress, the way you talk, it covers every part. You, you can't get away from it. Again, and if you have stuck energy in that, you're taking that to, to work, to every relationship. So again, that's why sex is so important and talking about it. Because until you shift that, you're attracting all that blocked energy around sex, whatever that perspective is. Just like the, with the body issues, you, whatever, that's more easier to tie into the whole sexual and the body issues and that. But there's so much that we around not feeling confident, about feeling unsure, uncertain, um, standing in our power, all of that manifests in different ways. And so if we feel that way about sex, whatever we feel about sex brings us, I mean, that vibration emits into everything that we do. Mm. Being, a, being a parent, being a partner, being a, a neighbor, a um, coworker, a boss, all of it. Damn. Wow. That did you just blow blew my mind. mind. <laughs> Jinx. Sometimes we like to speak in unison. <laughs> it's good for podcasting. That that did just blow my mind. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about like being seen and like and and pleasure and and enjoying things. Like even just feeling um even feeling proud, like for some reason that came up, feeling proud of like myself, like for mm. some reason that came up around sexuality. Um, yeah, now I'm gonna yeah. have to. I'm gonna have to let that one sink in. Yeah, Jody, when you were saying like it goes into every aspect, I had this knot in my stomach, like oh, <laughs> don't tell me the truth. Come on, <laughs> just lie to me. Just give me the lie. <laughs> Give me what I want to hear. Let me stay in this ignorance, please. I want to be in my bubble. Yeah. (laughs) The the good thing is it really, it's really not that painful. It's more like the resistance hurts more than what the actual truth is. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's true. That is true. And, 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 And we hold on to it only because it's just more comfortable and that's okay. You, you, me, we all have resistance at different times in different ways. And that's great. We can honor and welcome all of that resistance and shift it to what we want the moment we're ready to do that. Also, just one final thought is that um, I know like a lot of us listening back to the people pleaser thing are people pleasers in, in one way or another. And we also are a lot of us are empaths. Mm-hmm. And people pleasers and empaths do not like to ruffle feathers. They do right. not like to disturb energy at all. Yep. Like they want everything to be cool. And sex is the easiest – talking about sex is like literally the easiest way I know to ruffle feathers 
when it comes to think, especially with like adults, which is like where you learn these behaviors, you learn to act this way, you learn to protect yourself in this way. You're like, I don't want to ruffle the adult's feathers. So it's like, that is why it's just becoming, I'm becoming aware that like for me, that's why I think this topic is so like, ah, because you're just like, I don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. I want everyone to be cool. But we're coming into this new paradigm of like, it's okay to ruffle some feathers. It's okay to ruffle a lot of feathers. Let's ruffle some, let's ruffle some effing feathers here. We have to ruffle feathers. And I think this, everybody listening, I know like I'm sitting here and it's just like occurring to me, like money and relationships and sex. And it's like, this is a big fucking year for everybody right now. We are literally changing our lives. And Alexa and I are doing this in front of everybody. And it's just like blowing my mind right now because I'm like, oh, man, hold on tight, Ambie, because here we go. We literally created like a crash course for ourselves in all of like the most important topics in our life. We're like, okay, let's take this into freaking hyperspeed, people. (laughs) Do this. What's next? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Sexuality? Go for it. You've got five weeks. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you've got five weeks. Yeah. So good. Thank. So thank you so much, um, Jody. We are we're at the end of our time here. Thank you so much for coming on, and we're we're very excited to go on this yeah. hyperspeed journey with you throughout the next five weeks. Um, so you'll be on every Friday of this month. And why don't you um, let people know where they can find you, what, how they can interact with you, how they can do coaching with you if they want. Shout it out. Great. Awesome. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I just felt inspired. Okay. Oh. So every episode, I'm going to give away 10 free sessions with me. Whoa, girl, that's a lot. Okay. So where, where this comes from is I, um, this is my birthday month. Woohoo. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Sorry, I was delayed reaction there. (laughs) Alexa's like very good. good. (laughs) Wait, wait, when's your birthday? When's your birthday? Um, May 9th. (gasps) It's right before my partner's one day before. Wait, so you're oh. a tourist too? Yes. Yes. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to watch the YouTube video for that one. Go ahead. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay. So I decided because my mission in I, – I spent decades talking about abusive sex. Now it's time to talk about sex that's healthy and positive and uplifting. That's my focus. And so as many conversations that I can have, and then we can explore what looking together looks like if that, you know, is of interest. Um, and so I determined that I was going to do 47 sessions with 47 people in 47 days. For your I know. Yes. So starting this month, so, yes. So I, it's, it's funny. you you talked about that. It suddenly came to me like, oh my God, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start. Y- you guys are my first effort to, um, expand. And I'm, I'm so excited about this because yeah, let's have some conversations. 
talk yes. to me. If this is something that is hard for you to talk about, honestly, just having somebody who isn't going to judge you for how you feel yeah. or where you're at or how you might be stuck. I've been there. And we're always, as much as I've studied and learned and coached around sexuality, I'm still learning. I'm still, because I'm changing and growing, my turn on, my pleasure changes and grows. And so how you can contact me is uh, probably the easiest is my email address. And that is Jody Newell Transform at gmail.com. So J-O-D-I-E-N-E-W-E-L-L transform, T-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-M at gmail.com. And just, um, just in your email to me, just write um, inner bloom podcast and I'll know what this is, you know, who you're, how you connected to me. So I, I cannot wait to have these conversations with all of you and, you know, let's find out what you want, how to get it, and anything that's in your way holding you back. Mm. And I will just vouch, <laughs> truly, this is like the best coach you could ever have in this area because there's like, honestly, every time I tell Jody something that like, I, like I'm cringing at, she's like, I love this. This is amazing. Like, and it just transforms it completely. I'm like, you do? Yes. It's so good. It's so, it's like, trust me, if you, even if you are very sensitive about this stuff, this is, this is the person that you want to talk to 150%. And, and so definitely take Jody up on that. Even if you're just curious, just go have the conversation. What's the conversation going to hurt? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Thank you so much, Jody. That's such a nice offer. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and because. Thank you. And thank you for being here. And we will see you back here uh, next Friday. And um, we will put also put your information in the show notes. So listeners, if you want to just go to the show notes, uh, we'll put our information there if that's easier for you. Um, so until next time, everyone, keep on blooming and see you next Friday. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.